The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave, who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, We are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia. I was visiting one of our schools earlier this week, helping students create some intentions for the prayers of the faithful for an upcoming school mass. Considering the various things going on in the world right now, the students quickly crafted prayers for peace in the Ukraine, for those affected by recent hurricanes, and for reconciliation with indigenous communities. But one student, considering next weekend's Thanksgiving holiday, recognized that here in Canada we're actually a fairly lucky group of people and have much to be thankful for. The prayers these students came up with weren't for themselves or their own needs and concerns, but for others who face much graver issues. Sometimes what saddens us in life here or causes us stress and anxiety isn't always our own challenges in life, but the struggles of others. I like this first reading from the prophet Habakkuk. The question he poses to God is easy to relate to. Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? We may be a lucky group of people But when witnessing the sufferings of others, on observing the effects of climate change, conflict, or injustice, it's easy to want to cry out, why? We know God knows his people suffer, that he has power to do something about it, and because he's all-loving, that he must want to do something about it. What we have from the prophet Habakkuk is a lament. It was most likely written during the time when Israel was threatened by the Babylonians. Terrified by the prospect of war, the prophet makes this prayer, this lament. Now, a lament isn't the same as despair. Despair lacks hope. It's fearful of the future. A lament is different. 
A lament gives due respect for the condition we find ourselves in today, but knows tomorrow will be better. At a funeral, when death threatens to stir up despair, our church presents the symbols of baptism, the white garment, the holy water, the lit paschal candle, as reminders that there is always every reason to hope that even death must give way to the promises of baptism. Fortunately, Habakkuk doesn't leave us with a lament without a response. He goes on to say, The Lord answered me and said, There is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. God has a plan for his creation, a vision for how things are to turn out. We've been given a glimpse of this vision in the resurrection. In Jesus, death is conquered, all fears and evils vanquished, and even creation is renewed. That's the future God has planned for his people. So we know we're not yet in heaven and must endure trials here, and we wait, but it's still difficult. It's wonderful to know something great is yet to come, but in the here and now, people still suffer, evil threatens, and we're left wondering what ought to be done. Ever catch yourself considering how you would do things if you were God? Ever begin saying to yourself, well, if I were God, I wouldn't allow this evil to exist or that suffering to continue? While I think it's great to imagine how our world could be without evils and we strive to alleviate evils wherever we can, there is some danger when putting ourselves in God's position because control always ruins relationships. If one spouse strives to control the other, there's a serious problem. A friendship can never blossom between two people if one wishes to control the other. Love and control are opposed. No, we never want to control those we have relationships with. We want to build trust, and that means taking risks. It means admitting that there are things we don't have control over and shouldn't have control over. It means accepting weakness and the possibility of suffering. For me, Mary, as she followed Jesus to the cross, is an excellent example of this lived out. I have no doubt that Mary mourned as she watched her son carry his cross, but there's no record of her, of her protesting. Even if she had no clue about how anything good could ever come from that moment, there's no evidence that she tried to take control of the situation, but instead trusted in the power and love of her son. She remained open to what God would do in the great future that was promised. This is what Christians do when experiencing or witnessing struggles and suffering. We join ourselves to those disciples who begged Jesus to increase their faith. It's okay to admit to having faith smaller than a mustard seed. But when we find ourselves in that spot where faith and hope are shaken and despair threatens, like Habakkuk, we cry out with our own lament. We fully recognize the evils of today and the suffering they bring while also acknowledging 
the joyful future God has in store for us. And so we're happy to give control to him. Jesus promised his followers that with faith the size of a mustard seed, amazing things can happen. And while it may be incredible to see a tree uprooted and planted in the sea at a single command, even greater miracles are demonstrated whenever someone finds hope where others find only despair. When we know life can come from the darkness of the cross, when we proclaim how the sufferings and struggles of today will be conquered through love and replaced with a kingdom of joy. God of all hope, so many of your children suffer and struggle through many great evils, and on witnessing and experiencing this, our own faith is challenged. We offer laments for all who suffer, but also beg you to send your spirit to increase our faith, to transform doubts and despair into hope, as your Son transformed the cross into the instrument of eternal life for all. We offer this prayer in his name. Amen.